And good morning, everyone, and welcome to All Things Russell on Laker Country 104.9 WJRS. Jeff Hoover in the studios this morning, along with co-host Tony Kerr. And uh, Tony, good morning to you. Good morning, Jeff. Welcome back. Good to see you. <laughs> Thank you. Glad to, glad to be back on the program and uh, uh, looking forward to today's program. Appreciate uh, uh, last week was so exciting to listen, listen to Heather and Al Weaver and uh, Elizabeth and, and her husband talk about the new uh, People's Cafe or whatever they're going to call it and, and uh, just uh, a lot of excitement around the square in Jamestown around that new venture. Going to call it Real Java. Real Java. Going to drop the creamery, but uh, has been a lot of work out there, and uh, you know they actually uh, done some work and uh, the new floor in there. Yeah. Stop by. I know you're on the you're on the square, and uh, uh, they're doing a lot in there. It yeah. looks amazing. I looked in yesterday afternoon, actually, and it's uh, it's exciting to see the changes they're making, and uh, you know. People love Real Java and what they offer, and this is just going to be even bigger and better. So we're looking forward to it, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully here in the next couple of months. Um, basketball, just real quickly, district tournament starts next Sunday, interestingly. Well, I noticed that. Yeah. And, and uh, have we ever had a district tournament with game starting on a Sunday afternoon? I can never remember a district tournament game on a Sunday. Now, several years ago, the fourth region championship was played on a Sunday afternoon, Russell County taking on Warren Central, you know, at Diddle Arena in Bowling Green. But I, I can never remember district tournament or, or any postseason other than that one time being on a Sunday. But uh, for whatever reason, well, there are five teams in the district now. So yeah, I was, was going to ask that because you know, of the new addition. Yeah, Monroe County now in the district along with Russell, Clinton, Cumberland, Metcalf. So, there's a play-in game, if you will. So the winner of the Sunday afternoon game becomes one of the four. And uh, Russell County, unfortunately, uh, seated number four or five in both boys and girls, and they take on Cumberland County. And then uh, the winner will advance later in the week. But, yeah, next Sunday afternoon, uh, opening round, 16th District Girls and Boys Tournament. Uh, Derek and Zach will have all the action here on Laker Country. but The 19th. Uh, the 19th. Hard to believe that uh, postseason high school basketball is here. I mean, it's uh, been very quick, seems like. Jeff, 38 days till spring. The <laughs> countdown continues. Well, I'm counting on uh, pitchers and catchers reporting, and that's just now about 10 days away. You know, that's what I'm interested in. That's what in. Louisville, Louisville Cardinal fans, we're looking to baseball. We have been since about November <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or since football season ended. Yeah, since basketball <laughs> practice started. Louisville fans have been looking to baseball. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, baseball season just around the corner. Great time of the year. Love spring and the start of baseball action. And uh, looking forward to broadcasting some Laker baseball and Lady Laker softball games this year. Derek and Zach are going to be doing that, and hopefully along with Charlie Anderson. But, uh, yeah, how many days till spring did you say? 38. 38. Right. 38 days and counting. Well, I figure 20 days we're going to have. Pretty nice weather, more consistently. Hopefully, right? well, yeah, we hope so. Uh, hopefully, no more wind like yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Did you have any? Did you have any lawn furniture blown away yesterday? We, we did. Had several things blown around the yard. Yeah. So, well, I, I took uh, the flag down, and uh, that I have on the front porch. Unfortunately, I didn't take the grill cover off. Uh, the grill cover. So, if anybody around Lawless, uh, laying there in Jamestown, uh, 
Boat Dock Road area. Boat Dock Road. Uh, if you see a grill cover, black, it says Weber on it. Uh, it's mine. Those aren't cheap. They're about 50 bucks to replace. I'm, I'm going to have to start looking for it. Uh, and uh, that's a lot of wind. It uh, actually had blown por- some porch furniture around. But, you know, you get winds as high as it was yesterday. Uh, you know, South Kentucky's still working today yeah. uh, in this whole region. Uh, any power outages here, Jeff, of note? Uh, don't think so. Uh, really, maybe a couple of very temporary, but nothing of significance. Winds of yesterday were like the winds of March, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, certainly a, a windy time. You know, that dries ground out real quick. Yeah. So for people who are looking to maybe start planting uh, some of their early garden, that wind will dry it, yep. dry it for you. Yep. So We've got a great program today. We're excited to have Megan Gullett, a family and consumer sci- uh, science agent. I think I got that right uh, this time. Uh, for Russell County, we had Megan on a few weeks ago and really enjoyed her being on the program and uh, she's doing a lot of things, Tony, and uh, you and your wife, Jackie, are participating in this one class right now, and I know you've really, really enjoyed that. Yeah, the charcuterie, and uh, Megan, that's, that went over really well. Got one more night to go on Monday night, but mm-hmm. uh, you had a nice turnout for that. We really did. So Jonathan Oaks and I did a, char- a charcuterie board class. It's a three-part series, and yeah, like you said, Monday um this coming Monday is our last class, and so we have made some wonderful cutting boards. Um, like, cherry, cherry wood. I mean, a cherry wood. Jonathan got those those boards, you know, wow. a nice cherry board. Mm-hmm. And then uh, our participants went ahead and sanded them down, and then Jonathan and I provided food-grade mineral oil. And so then we oiled the boards to make sure they seal up really well. Um, and so they actually get to take them home on um, this coming Monday. And then on Monday of this week, we actually sat down and learned about sausage and summer sausage um, and we actually tried our hand on making some summer sausage we had 11 participants last um on monday and it went over so well it was so much fun because we got to take the ground pork and ground beef and we got to mix in all the ingredients um i dried some jalapenos for that class and so spent some people were adventurous adventurous enough to put some um, dried jalapenos in their summer sausage oh, that sounds uh, good <laughs> <laughs> and we also had some you know some cheddar and some pepper jack which you could add in different types of um, cheese to your summer sausage as long as it's a high temperature grade cheese um, and we all mixed it in and we stuffed them in fibrous casings um, they've been fermenting in a cooler since monday and jonathan is actually going to be smoking them today and through the weekend for our participants and they'll actually get to take them home on monday and we'll actually be trying some of the stuff we made on monday as one in the club up in class um, we'll have six pounds of summer sausage well you told me you were doing that and you know how i love summer sausage and if it's any so, good i'll bring you a piece well he's <laughs> promised me some megan so i'm going to ask you to be the accountability partner here make sure i get what he's promised me megan i, I didn't and i've had summer sausage of course over the years i didn't realize you know uh you know a lot of work goes into that it's not just you know just throwing some things together and uh, mm-hmm. I didn't realize all the things, of course, uh, you know, the fermenting agents, the antibacterial agent, and the one thing that you have to stress, food safety. But it's been fermenting, and, you know, those casings have been tied up, and it's in a cooler. With And that's something I think all of us the other night were kind like, of surprised about. Yeah. yeah, we're like, are you putting ice in there? No, it's just a cooler with yeah. lid on. You put it, let it ferment. You don't open it for five days. Yep, and so what we did, we, we put the meat in, and we put them in a fi- um, fibrous casing, which summer sausage requires a fibrous casing. It's not, at, um, you cannot eat that casing. And we put it in, and when we mix the meat, we have Bacta Firm, which helps um, 
with the fermenting process and helps kill bad bacteria as it as it cures and ferments. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also put in some sugar, which feeds bacteria and helps um, cure the curing process. And there's also something called Insecure. Insecure is the one of the key ingredients in that um, that recipe that we have. And that is what actually helps cure in the meat process. And when we smoke it, it makes it food safe. And so you have to have all those ingredients and you have to follow the recipe within the fermenting period and then smoke it at specific temperatures to make sure that meat is safe to eat. Um, And we always want to make sure that you do proper hand washing and don't open your cooler because it can cause mildew on the outside of the um, casings. And while you can wipe that off, um, it, you just want to prevent as much mold and mildew as possible when it comes to that meat. That, but, that is so interesting. It's not just a simple process. Jeff, listen, i I never done it. i I'd never done it, never seen it. Uh, I remember my grandfather, you know, would cure hams. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, there's a whole lot more to this than, than you think. It's going to be interesting to see how it turns out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yep, and this recipe actually you can substitute because it had ground pork and ground beef. You can actually substitute um, deer meat, venison, or you can do elk in place of the beef in this recipe. Yeah. Um, it, now, with that, you have to watch your temperatures when you smoke it because of the the cooking temperatures for when it comes to elk and deer. Um, but yeah, this recipe is actually really good. So if you have any venison or if you go if you go hunting, it's a great recipe. And summer sausage is actually called summer sausage because you make it during like kind of in the winter, like right now, right now. And then when you go out hiking or something, it's it's a shelf-stable food as long as it's not opened, and you can go just cut it a slice and eat it. Yeah. So it's a wonderful recipe. Um, we had a great time making it. And you have the recipe, and you can tell people exactly what they need and show them. And uh, if they want to try this themselves, they can check it out with you at the office. Yes, of course, yes. Um, yeah, that was my question. So if someone's listening this morning, and unlike Tony, they didn't participate in the class and they've not been there, but they want to say, you know, that. That sounds interesting. I think I would like to try that. You can help them. Yes, I can. I can talk about charcuterie boards. We can talk about summer sausages. I can walk them through the whole process. They can always call our office. They have questions how to make it. Everything we have um, recipe-wise and publication-wise is free to the public. All they got to do is call or walk in, and we'll be happy to give it to them. One of the things, Megan, uh, you know, the meat that we had had already been ground. You can buy your meat already ground. If you're going to purchase your meat, you can get that. Find it at Kroger Priceless. Uh, a lot of the meat, if you're going to use the the beef and the pork combo like we did. Yes, and the recipe actually calls for one pound of ground pork, which you can actually buy at such as Priceless, for example. Um, and you can buy like a pork loin or a pork shoulder and have them ground it for you. Um, they also sell prepackaged ground pork at Kroger, I believe, or any other local grocery store. Um, and you can always buy your ground, um, ground beef, and you simply mix them in and make sure you get your ratios right. But yes, you can... All the meat can be pre-purchased at any of our local grocery stores. Interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. And, and you've had 11 people in this class, and this coming Monday is the last class? Yes, sir. So we um, this Monday is going to be our last class. It's a three-part series, and we're actually wrapping it up um, with them sampling a type of summer sausage that we've made, and they get to take it home their own roll so they don't have to open their roll um, with us. But we, have, we made a roll for them to sample, and I'm actually going to be doing a demonstration on how to create a charcuterie board, and then they're going to be making charcuterie board boxes. Um, and that's just for logistical reasons. I don't want them to make their pretty boards and then be like, how do I get this home? Yeah. So I'm actually going to buy boxes, and we're going to, we're going to do charcuterie boards and within a box, and they get to take all, that, um, all those goodies home with them and sample at the house. So do you give out grades in this class? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, everything is to each their own. Um, if they have any questions on how to make it pretty, 
Um, I'm sure I could help or anyone else in that class can help. Um, security boards are wonderful because it's each their own taste, for yeah. example. Um, you can add whatever you want to it and make it as pretty or as practical as you want it. Yeah. So. I, I, I mean, I know Tony Kerr as well as anyone. And, and if there's grades in a class, by George, he's going to get an A. You know, he's going to I do, want an A. But, but let me tell you, I, being married to someone who works in food service, she's done a lot of charcuterie boards, and she's made some uh, for me before that are absolute. I mean, spectacular. But she loves, uh, you know, to learn, and, and we loved, you know, learning about summer sausage and, and doing the boards. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just Pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. We loved having you guys because it's wonderful seeing you guys come in. We have a lot of different age groups um, with that anti class. It's always fun to see each other sit down with a sander. And we had electric sanders. We had some hand sanders. It's just so fun to watch everyone interact and kind of like, oh, your board's so pretty. Oh, wait, yours has a really pretty grain. And just have a fun time with it. And then watching them actually stuff yeah. meat casings was hilarious. It was so much fun. <laughs> just because it's, it's a messy process. So they came in um, ready to get their hands dirty. But it, just, it was fun to watch them interact and, and yeah. see what kind of ingredients they want and talk it all out. That's interesting. Real interesting. And I know Tony and, and his wife, Jackie, have been very excited about it. Um, you got a lot well, of other things going, though. Yeah. Tell us about what else is going on. Sure. So, um, I'm looking at my calendar. Um, so, we're finishing off a charcuterie on, on, on Monday. And then on February 27th, um, we are opening up to the public at 4 p.m. We are doing a class called Savor the Flavor, Cooking with Oils and Vinegars. Now, seating is limited on this one because um, I'm having someone from Pulaski County to come out and help, it, help teach it. Um but what we're going to do is we're going to discuss how to cook and the benefits of cooking with vinegar and oil. Um, and we're actually going to be doing a demonstration and a recipe sampling from one of those um, with vinegar or oil recipes. And so um, it's a wonderful class, and you're all welcome to come out and try it with us. Um, just call the extension office. We'll get you um, RSVP'd. Is that just one class? Then? That one will just be a one class, and then because I had to have Pulaski County come out with us because she's been yeah. trained on it. Um, but I'm actually going to get trained on at the end of March. So oh. then I can be able to reoffer it to the public as well. Great. So that's going to be wonderful. Um, on March 6th at 5 p.m. at the office, I'm going to be offering a class on Air Fryer 101. Um, and that is going to be a discussion about what is an air fryer. How do you know what you're purchasing when it comes to an air fryer? There's a lot of varieties. Those are very popular right now. They are. They're a wonderful small appliance. Um, and you, they're a really healthy alternative when it comes to frying and baking um, and you don't, cause you don't have to deep fry with air and fryers. Um, they do the same, the same thing. They're wonderful appliances. There's some really good recipes out there for those. Um, so those who may have an air fryer, but don't really know how to use one or those who are interested in purchasing air fryer, but don't know if it's worth your time. Um, please come out. It's a free class. I'm going to be teaching you about different types of air fryers, how to look at the, um, the owner's manual and to kind of see what it does and how to read the owner's manual when it comes to those air fryers. And I'll actually be letting you all try a recipe from the air fryer as well. So, um, super informal class. I'm going to talk about air fryers. If there's recipes that you all like that, that come to the class and want to share, that's wonderful as well. And then I'll let you try a recipe from an air fryer and see what you think about it. So that's March the 6th at 5 o'clock. That is correct. It's March. Open to the public. Open to the public. Um, as long as you give me and give us a call at the office to let me know you're coming so I can make sure I have enough seating for you guys. Um, but yeah, open to the public. Please come out if you're interested in learning about air fryers. Um, on March 9th, um, we are doing two classes on basic cricket design with Design Space. Um, and those are at 10 a.m. and one at 2 p.m. They are the same class. 
Uh, we're just doing it at two different time frames to see if so the public maybe will come either in the morning or early afternoon. Um, this class is for those who may have a Cricut machine and who may want to learn more about the basics of a Cricut or you may have a Cricut or be interested in purchasing a Cricut but don't know what they're all about. It's a free class. Come on out. We'll learn about it. Um, this does require some computer knowledge because we're going to be working with a program called Canva and with a program called Design Space, which is you, which is what you use when it comes to a Cricut to be able to make your designs and then get them downloaded onto the Cricut. Um, but if you're interested, it's a free class um, at 10 a.m. at 2 p.m. on March 9th. Um, so please let me know if you want to if you want me to save you a seat for that. Are you going to be teaching that? I am actually pulling um, Kimberly Hope Thomas from Taylor County. She's their 4-H agent, and she is coming to teach it with me. I'll be learning as well about the Cricut. I've never used a Cricut, so I'm going to be learning as well. Um, but um, Kimberly has a lot of experience with the Cricut. She's done it with her 4-Hers and her homemakers, and she personally uses a Cricut um, for a little bit of a side tassel. So she's a wonderful person. Um, she's really fun to work with, and she's going to teach us all about the Cricut. Mm -hmm. Um Y'all recall, you know, just a few weeks ago, I didn't even know what a cricket was. So <laughs> that's that's inter interesting. Well, we'll see you at ten or two that day, <laughs> yeah, Jeff. Yeah, March nine. Find March out. So. Yes. Um, a new program coming up on March fourteenth at the library. I'm partnering with the Russell County Public Library. We're gonna be doing a laugh and learn program at six p.m. Um, you can come as early as like five five thirty at the library if you want to come look at books with us. Um, Laugh and Learn is a program that targets three to five year olds who are getting ready to go into kinder um, into kindergarten. And so what we're going to be doing there is we're going to do a story time. We're going to read a book all together, do some fun activities. Um, it is a program designed to be child and parent led, and so the parents are going to be working with the kids to do the activities um, and try the healthy snacks. And the public library has been wonderful to be able to host me, and they're going to partner with me to do it. Um, and that's actually going to be a reoccurring program on the second Tuesday of every month at the library at 6 to 7 p.m. And so it's going to be a wonderful program. It's going to help with kindergarten preparedness, and we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. Um, let's see. And then I'm doing my Cooking Through the Calendar program. That is a monthly program as well where we do a, um, a food demonstration and sampling of different recipes from the nutrition calendar that we have in the office. Um, we actually did one on Tuesday of this week, and that was with our Cajun fish, and it was a wonderful recipe. Um, and Tony actually came to that as well, and we <laughs> and we really I really appreciate him coming out for that. Um, it was a good recipe. We had a lot of fun. Appreciate um, the meal. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> we had some good Pollock. Um, but on March 20th, which is going to be a Monday at 5 p.m., um, we're actually going to be making a sampling vegetarian taco soup. And then I guess another big one that I want you guys to mark your calendar for is April 20th. April 20th at 5 p.m. at this um, at the Rush County office, I'm going to be doing a class on basic dehydrating of vegetables. So we're going to be doing working with a dehydrator, an electric dehydrator, and I'm going to walk you, um, walk you guys through what is a dehydrator, how to know what you're purchasing, and then we're going to also walk you through on how to properly dehydrate vegetables and how to know what vegetables you should dehydrate and which ones are maybe not so great. I'm going to let you guys sample some of the dehydrated vegetables. And that way, when, when your garden is ready, you guys will know how to know how to dehydrate the vegetables. And then, of course, if you have any questions, you can always call the office. Now, um, now what's some vegetables that you can dehydrate that people maybe don't? We all know about peppers. 
mm-hmm. you know, when you grow your peppers, you can dehydrate those and, and use them in your cooking throughout the year. What's something else that you can dehydrate? Sure. So there's actually a wide variety of um, vegetables you can dehydrate. Um, like you said, peppers. We dehydrated peppers for our charcuterie board class. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also do potatoes. So um, if anyone's had all ground potatoes or scalloped potatoes, those are actually dehydrated potatoes. Um, you can do those for soups and um, casseroles. See, I've, I've never seen anybody that dehydrated potatoes. So I guess we'll we'll learn about how to do that. Yes, there is a little bit of a process to it, but you can dehydrate them, and they store really well. And so it's a really great vegetable that you can do because sometimes you don't, because you can't freeze potatoes, so not really. And so dehydrating is a great way of, if you um, if you garden potatoes and you harvest them, be able to keep them with you. Um, you can also dehydrate tomatoes, okra. Um, I'm trying to think off the, those are the top ones off the top of my head. I know there's a whole bunch more. Um, but we'll be learning about all different types of them and how to eat them and how to store them properly. And then if there's enough interest, I will do another class on how to dehydrate fruits. I can do one on herbs and I can also do one on, um, fruit leathers is the official term, also known as fruit roll-ups. Um, and so those are some, also some other dehydrating topics that we can talk about, um, on April 20th. A lot of things going on. You're busy, Megan. You've hit the ground running for yeah. somebody who's just been here a few months. Uh, how's it gone? Gone for you? It's gone really well. I'm really enjoying it. I'm getting to learn this community. Um, I did. I was not born and raised in Russell County. I moved in recently when I started this job. And so it's been wonderful to get to know and learn this community. I was actually at Commodities yesterday in the dust storm. because um, <laughs> It was down at the county fairgrounds in the Ag Building. And so we got a fun, that was a fun time. Um, but it's just really fun to learn the different county, um, this part of the county, and get to interact with a whole bunch of different people. Um, I'm really enjoying working with the high school. I'm making partnerships out down the high school. I'm I was working. going to mention that you're going to be, you are working with the schools. Yes, so I'm working with the Russell County um, Cooking Club right now, and we are doing almost monthly. We're doing some type of nutrition and food safety programming and cooking a recipe and letting them eat it. Um, in January, we did one. They came to the office and they made um, sweet and sour stir fry. <laughs> with chicken and that was our first time we used walks for most of those kids we learned um, food safety and how to properly use a knife on some of those vegetables they use in stir fry and they made their own sweet and sour sauce so it was a great recipe they had a lot of fun we had 10 kids show up for that um it's pretty good yeah and we're we we try to work with that that club specifically um every month and then also um, shout out to Stephanie McGowan at the Russell County High, High School's library. She's um, met with me, and I'm actually going to be start doing some nutrition, food safety classes, money habitudes, money management, budgeting yeah. um, with the high school. Excuse me, and um, some other on the spot, basically maybe adult team 101 classes. So she's getting my feet in the door at the high school on that level in the actual classrooms, and so we're looking forward to working with that. My first one is on the 28th at the high school for that. That's- that's before, great. And before, much needed. Before we run out of time, you want to talk about your homemaker clubs? Yes. So I have three homemaker clubs, um, and they are our traditional sunset club. Um, they meet on the second Tuesday of every month at 6 p.m. Um, we have the homemakers on the go. The homemakers on the go meet. So they met on Wednesday, and today is the, I believe it's the second Wednesday at 10 a.m. at the office. Um and so that uh, the homemakers on the go is a club that likes to be out and about um so if anyone wants to traverse the different um, parts of the community and go on to somerset they just like to 
they do a lot of crafts. They like to go out to eat. There's a it's a wonderful club, and the Sunset Club is more traditional. They do a lot of leader lessons. They will focus on leadership, um, so they're a wonderful club as well. And my last club is the Quilt Guild, um, and that is for anyone who is interested in quilting. Um, right now, they're working on a project for the library, um, and they do a lot of charity work as well. All my clubs do a lot of charity work, um, but they're all wonderful clubs, and if you have any interest, please let us know. Um, they are on the ball right now. We have um, our area homemaker meeting coming up and our state meeting coming up in May, um, and so they're working towards that as well. So, so anyone interested in joining these clubs, they can contact you at the extension office and you can set them up, right? That is correct. And there is, if you want to join our, our homemakers, there is, I believe, a $10 um, fee to join our homemakers. That's good for the whole year, and that gets you in on any activity they do. They're making baskets on the 20th. They got to eat. We do a make and take, which is where you do a craft in the office. So there's a lot of stuff for that time. It's a small fee, and there's a lot of great community networking and leadership um, opportunities as well and within my homemakers. Megan, you've got a, a full spring, and before you know it, the Russell County Fair is going to be here, and you're going to be busy over there with the uh, Floral Hall. And you've never been to the Russell County Fair, have you? I have not. Um, okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I've heard good things about the Floral Hall and the Russell County Fair. Um, it'll be my first time, so I'm super excited to see what's coming, going, going on with that. One of the oldest fairs in the Commonwealth. Really? I did not know that. Mm -hmm. awesome. And I may see you on March the 6th. I want to learn about air fryers. That, that sounds interesting. Yeah, come on up. <laughs> and if you guys ever have any questions about any type of programming or ideas for programming, feel free to give me a call or stop by the office. I'm always open to see what kind of um, workshops I can do for the community needs. Are you going to do... Uh, testing on pressure canners for people when that comes up in the summer or late yes okay. so yes i will be doing the um, testing All for that service yes i will um i'm actually getting my tester tested right now to make sure it is properly um it's properly formatted to be able to test you guys it's pressurized correctly um but yes we will be doing so anyone who has electric pressure canners if you want your gauges or gauges tested please come to the office we do it for free um and that way you can make sure that everything's safe and ready to go when you do your canning for electric pressure canners. You know, the biggest thing with those are those seals. you got to make sure yes. they're kept in good order. And um, you, you want to make sure when you're dealing with pressure, you got to be careful. Yeah. Yes, and if you guys have any questions or have any recipes regarding electric pressure canners when it comes to canning, please feel free to call the office, stop by. We will be more than happy to talk with you all. And um, We get all of our recipes and information from specialists up at UK. It's all research-based. It's all safe and sound. Um in the summer, for those who may be interested in canning, we're going to be, it's in the works so that we'll be doing some canning classes as well. Um, that's not, uh, there's no dates or anything yet, but that's in the works. So if you're new to it or you want a re, to revisit it, feel free to come by the office and we'll give you that information as soon as we have it. But yes, anything regarding hot water bath canning or electric pressure canning, please feel free to call the office. We'll be more than happy to talk with you guys. And I will, I will offer a class myself. Anybody wants to learn how to break beans. One, <laughs> just uh, we'll uh, we'll set you up with that. Show you the do's and don'ts and how fun it can be. You'll be glad. To there be you there. go, <laughs> Megan Gullet. First of all, thank you for all you're doing. This is so exciting. All the different programs and classes and things you have going, even in our school system. And uh, just thank you for that. Thanks for being on the program. Well, thank you guys for having me. Thank you for, to the community for welcoming and coming to my programs. Like I said, this, I'm new. Um, March. 
first will actually be my start of my six months. Yeah. And so I'm happy to be here. Um, thank you guys for working with me. I'm happy to be on the show. Thank you for inviting me. Anytime you have something you want uh, us to put out, just just call us. Uh, just call us. Call the station, and, uh, and that's what we're here for. Uh, this station uh, has partnered uh, with the Extension Service for many, many years. Uh, uh, Linda Stevens, many, many years mm -hmm. ago, had a week. She had a, a monthly program. Uh, maybe it was weekly. I'm not sure. I, I, I'd done that show, but uh, and we always had a great relationship. We, I remember some of the shows that we talked about. But uh, uh, open door policy here for you because sure. I think people find it interesting. Well, thank you, guys. I really appreciate being here, and I look forward to my next time here. Okay. Thanks, Megan. Megan Gullett, the uh, Family and Consumer Services Agent for Russell County. Thank you, Megan, for being with us this morning. And, uh, Tony, we're going to transition from this into uh, the Star Theater. Going to get into the arts. And, uh, and we... we uh, we got got some things coming up, Jeff. Uh, the star, uh, the folks, been uh, working pretty hard. Uh, got two productions right now underway, both at the same time, and uh, one of those uh, opening night. Uh, as our guests will make their way into our uh, studio, uh, opening night a week uh, from tonight. But uh, we're going to welcome uh, Tyler Flat and uh, Zach Greider, uh, both uh, from the Star Theater. Uh, guys that have been involved good morning fellas how are you good morning uh, we're good we'll get, oh, you yeah, up to, great. get you up to those uh how's it going how's the star theater these days well, we're we're moving up <laughs> covid was hard on us and we are thankful to be back into a normal theater setting and being able to have full crowds and just covid's hard on everybody it was it was very difficult but uh, we struggled through it and we have a great season plan for for this year we're excited to share it with everybody well, no, right now you're both working on uh, – got two productions going. And, we do. And, 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 <laughs> yes, we do. Let's, uh, two at one time. That's, it. Yeah. that's a little unusual. Then. Well, <laughs> not anymore. Not no. anymore. <laughs> Musicals are such a big production that yeah. we start super early just so that we can get everything accomplished. And then yeah. we kind of have those just straight plays sprinkled in throughout so we're not working – as crazy on those. Those tank, don't take as long to prepare. Okay. The two that we've got, one opens a week from today. Yeah, don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> Enchanted Bookshop. Yes. Which uh, will, uh, I think, got six performances. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Going to run through uh, next weekend, the 17th, and then the, the following weekend, you've got Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday afternoon matinees at 2 o'clock. Yes. At 2 o'clock. Okay. Uh, tell us about Enchanted uh, Bookshop. Have at it, Tyler. Go <laughs> right ahead. Come on, Tyler. All right. Well, the Enchanted Bookshop, it's a very family-friendly uh, play, and it is um, this lady owns a bookshop, and at night, the characters come to life out of the books, and she's kind of struggling, and they just really want to help her, and uh, there's these thieves that come in that are real funny, and they're looking for these jewels. And Zach plays Robin Hood. Okay, so I'm going to let him say a little bit about that. I just play Frankenstein, and I don't have to say anything. So that's yeah, he got off easy with these lines. He just does a lot of grunting. Uh, and then how many different characters are in? The, oh, wow. in There's the tons. Um, we have Dorothy and Wizard of Oz. Uh, from the Wizard of Oz. And Toto. And Toto, yes. The we Wicked have, Witch shows up at the end oh, with yes. Frankenstein. Yes. Um, we have Long John Silver. Long John Silver. I'm Pollyanna. Pollyanna. I'm playing Robin Hood. Then we have... Um, Heidi and Tom Sawyer. Heidi and Tom Sawyer. There's tons. I mean, they're... 
All, just those iconic book characters mm-hmm. come into life, like that people will recognize. They when will they come. Yeah, they'll, exactly. they'll recognize these. You don't, from... They won't even have to speak. You'll know just by their costume what they have on, yeah. and that's what's so great about it. Yeah. What if, you know? One of the things that I, I've always wondered: How do you who who picks what uh, what's going to be the star? Who who picked this? How do you come up with that? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Um, so uh, we have the Rust County Arts Council is what governs the Star Theater. Sure. And we have monthly meetings, but every like I think it's May or June we have a pitch month. And interested directors come in and they pitch what shows they want to do next season. So we actually have some coming up. Like pitch month is like, I'm already looking for what play I want to do next year. Um, So they pitch that and we form a committee and they look at all the options and they kind of place the season and then they bring it back to the Arts Council for approval. And then we usually announce that in the fall for the following year. So that's... So there's like a screening process. Yes, definitely. There is. Yeah. Yeah. And and who, who, who... Is made up on the Arts Council. Who's that made up of? Just different individuals? Anybody can be on the Arts Council. Okay. Um, anyone can come join. It's a very small fee. I think it's $8. Individual, $10 family. We meet the first Tuesday of every month at 6 p.m. Uh, so if you're interested, please join. Uh, we're always looking for new people. Um, but we do have a board of directors. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. Our current board, Tracy Warner, is our president right now. Um, Vice President Brittany Emerson, my mom, Patty Greider, is the treasurer, Zach Smith is secretary, and Tyler is our member at large. Okay. So that's the current board. Now, when you get these mm-hmm. uh, these plays, uh, I'm sure there's fees involved. Do you have to pay? <laughs> oh, uh, oh, yes. You, you just go, you just don't pick something out and put it on stage. Right. Yeah. There are licensing fees. There are. And you have to. Uh, so how do you, uh, for a, a theater our size, would we pay the same fee as, say, Actors Theater of Louisville? What, what's, what's the fees uh, for those? Because, the, you know, the people who write these plays right. got to get paid. All the fees are the same. For well, who, well for, for one production. So, say, Enchanted Bookshop, if we do it or if Actors does it, the fee's the same. Actually, Zach, I'm going to teach you a lesson real quick. Here we go. Uh, so professional theater, they have to pay more. We're an amateur theater. Mm-hmm. So there are different prices for professional venues than us. Um, usually they have to pay a lot more because they have better attendance. They're in bigger cities. So they're going to have more of a turnout. How these companies work, they get part of the money that we um we get like they base on how many people is going to attend, how much we're charging, and then it's a fee from that, like a percentage, and it's different for each company. Um, Do you have to report your attendance and ticket sales? We don't. We just have to estimate it. Okay. Uh, now that might change in the future, but we just estimate based on previous previous performances, things like that. Now I will say musicals cost us a lot more than straight plays. Um, like when we do a Disney musical, you're looking at just for permission to do it and the script rentals is around three thousand dollars for six shows, six performances. Oh, and that's not kind that's of what set don't, That's what people don't understand, no. do they? Uh, no. So no. what they also don't under, don't understand is we do this volunteer. Yeah. No one at the Star Theater is being paid There's for no anything. employees there. No, none. No. Right. All volunteer. And we pride ourselves on having some of the cheapest tickets around. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's $10 to come watch a straight play and 15 to watch a musical. And, you know, a lot of people think, well, that's high, but it's really not. Right. It's not high at all. Yeah. And so, Zach, when, you, when the Arts Council decides we want to do Enchanted Bookshop, then you have to contact the company who owns the rights. Correct. You have to enter into a contract with them, I assume. Exactly. And as Tyler says, you're going to pay them some money yes. based on attendance or whatever. Yep. 
Um, and then what do you get for that? I mean, you. you, you so you, we'll get uh, it dependent depending on how big the cast is. We'll get that a lot of that many scripts, and okay. then with the Enchanted Bookshop, we got like a digital download that he paid extra for because we had some things that needed to be done faster. So we printed those off and then got to, to our characters or our cast. Um, and then if you're doing a musical, you get soundtracks, you get like rehearsal tracks. And then if you have a live band, you get your music books, but if not, then they send tracks from, it depends on the company. It really does. And it depends um, on the show. And yeah. Cause there's so many different, that's why they're more the right. musicals. And there's some, there's all this new software that comes out because, and then you're, you're People in the that are tech, running tech yeah. in the booth, they're trying to learn new software. Yep. Depending on if it's coming, say from Concord versus MTI, there's so many different companies out there that we're purchasing from. Yeah. So, so do these companies? Do they have like a library of different plays and things? Uh, yeah. Yes, definitely. Okay. That's interesting. It's funny you all brought that up. I was well, we were discussing yesterday about 2024 season, but somebody last night during our rehearsal was talking about like there's a musical for everything. There's like a Friends musical, and yes. there's just you name it. There's probably a musical or a play out there for it, which is really fun to see. Um, but there's just so many options. Like it's yeah. sometimes we want to bring things back that we've done in the past, and then we always like to branch out and do new things. Mm-hmm. But I, I said in our at our Christmas show last year in 2020. Too, uh, that I just challenge people to come out, come out and see something that you don't know what it is. Like yeah. I didn't know what Enchanted Bookshop right. was, mm-hmm. and I'm challenging people just to come out. It might be your new favorite story. Are you impressed yes. by it? Do you like yeah, it? I do. I, yeah. It's kind of like a Night at the Museum. That's what it reminds yeah. me of. Yeah. Uh, that movie. So um, it's, all the different characters yeah. and everything. And it's yeah. not super to life long. at night. Yeah, they come to life at night, and there's the, there's some good humor in it, and then there's effects, and it's just. It's a three act or two act. It's just a. It's a two act. It's super short. Like yeah, the kids are gonna love it. Yeah, they're gonna the eat it up because it. It's really kid friendly. Very very kid friendly. Now when you look at these plays, get back to that. Uh, they give you a price on what each one's gonna cost. You look at them and say, are there some you would would say we'd love that, but that's so expensive? Are there some that just out priced out? We really haven't run into. We that. We haven't yeah. ran into that. Our arts council is great about yes. being able to to purchase those. Um, they're always looking at the budget and seeing what's happening. Mm-hmm. We're, we're on a budget when we have our show, which we were discussing that last night too, but they're great. Like if we go over budget, it's okay because usually we can round in some. We have so many great sponsors and donations coming in all the time. I mean, that's how we got started uh, yes. in 94 was through just generous donations and grants from around the, around the city and around the state. So we're very thankful for that. But no, we haven't got into that being too expensive. No, like, yet. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. We've got Enchanted Bookshop. Uh-huh. A week from today starts. Yes. Tickets still available? Tickets yes. still available. You can go to historicstartheater.com and get those tickets online, or you can wait until performance nights um, and get it at the actual box office there in front of the theater. Um, so historicstartheater.com. Yes. Tickets are available. It's next weekend... And the following And the week. following, yeah. Okay. Friday and Saturday shows are at 7, Sunday shows at 2. And in production and just around the corner is your musical, and a lot of people are going to recognize this one. <laughs> oh, yes. Tell us about that. Well, Tyler always has huge ideas, and then once he gets to them, then he gets nervous, but we push him over the edge to do it. So we're doing SpongeBob the Musical. Um, it's a newer musical. Yes. And a lot of people, when they hear that, I think they immediately go to the cartoon. Yeah. Which, it's based it's off the based cartoon. based on but Pineapple the storyline is it is so good. It, it's great for kids <laughs> and adults, both. It, oh, they're going to love it. And my thing, like, 
I love effects. Anything in that, like I think they make the production, and Tyler knows that. Like I'm like, where can we throw in some pyro, or where can mm-hmm. we throw in some fog here or lights here? That's what makes the production, and that's what makes people feel it even more than just being on the stage. Um, and this is full of it. Like kids three years old, they not might not know what the storyline is, but there's so much color and things happening on the stage mm-hmm. that they're gonna they'll know the characters. They will. They'll, they'll know, know the characters because it's um, so popular. They're, they're iconic. Yeah, it's. It's been, I mean, we've only been in production for but right at two months, and it has been so much fun already. Like, how many numbers are in it? How many songs? How many? Oh, a lot. <laughs> I mean, song wise, I would say 20 at least, maybe more. And these songs are by all these iconic stars. Very um, popular artists have wrote these songs for the show. Really? Aerosmith. Really. Yeah, I saw yes. that. And, uh, Aerosmith wrote some of the music for this. Cindy Lauper, Lady Flaming A, yeah. Plain White Tees. Yeah. Uh, it's it so is many. not like traditional Broadway music. They're very pop songs. Like I yeah. can't even describe it. There's a song called Simple Sponge, which is when I say that I just laugh. But the song itself is so powerful. It's just about SpongeBob realizing like what his worth is. Yes. And um, mm-hmm. there's. 18 sponge like real sponges on stage and it's just spongebob and these glowing sponges and that's it there's nothing else happening and they're making shapes and dancing around it's it's i get cultures talking about it because it's just how many uh individuals are involved in this oh tyler <laughs> mr director um the cast of spongebob we only have about mm, i think 18 people but they play like Three to four characters in the show throughout. So they run off off stage, change costumes, and come back on as something else, like super fast. Which Tyler and I were having this discussion, like the the simple sponge, they're wearing all black, obviously, because there's black lights. And then there's probably a 15 to 20 second switch over. And he's like, we can't do that. And I'm like, they have zippers and sweatpants. It's going to, we're going to be able to do it. We're going to make them do it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. um, And when's this going to be? That's in April. April. The last two weekends of April. The last two weekends of April. Yeah. So you're still working, got lots of work to do. Oh, lots yeah, of work yeah. to do. We're going to use new tech stuff we've never used before. Like the star is using projections for this and they've used it in the past here and there just a little bit, but we're using it for the entire show. That way we're really underwater and in bikini bottom. Um, I'm the sound effects guy, so I'm going to be a live Foley artist there. So all the sound effects you're going to hear, is, I'm going to be making those live every night, uh, which is intimidating, but... <laughs> So you're the director. I am a co-director. Uh, Christina Burton, who also works at the library, her and I are co-directing this together because it's such a big show. And then Zach is the choreographer, and we have a whole production team because it's a big it's, show. It's so what's awesome. your characters? I'm playing Plankton. Uh, usually I don't play like evil. Oh, you got the evil. <laughs> so uh, it's something new for me. I love a challenge. So um, I love how they've taken these characters from cartoon and made them human Human, scale uh so since he only had one eye i'm wearing an eye patch i'm wearing all green um he had the two antennas so i'm doing like a long black wig that's going to have like two braids in it to represent the antennas it's really cool how they've transformed that from cartoon to human Mm -hmm. Uh, but tyler is our foley artist like he said which is going to be really cool Mm -hmm. and he he uh, was talking about the projections which anime is my grandma she was on the original arts council and she built Tons of sets. And I love... She was the driving force behind the story. She, was, she really is. was. Her and her sister Donna Diaz and Margaret Thrasher, all those originals that got us where we are today. I'm so thankful for that. But she built these incredible sets. And I love like a hard set. But these projections are 
insane. Like they are really going to make, there's 370 cues of just projections. So oh. it's going to be massive. Well, but you got to stay, well, stay on top of that, don't you? You do. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. Thankfully, I'm not running projections. <laughs> but just to run music, sound, projections, lights, there's five, there's five people on that team. Like it's right? it's insane. It really is cool. You, you, but. you talk about the different sets. I mean, when these sets are built built for different plays and different musicals, do do you just tear them down or do you save them? Or? Do you keep them? What, what do you do? It's a kind of a mixture of it both. It is. Okay. It's so it's so touchy. You just, you don't know because I've always like, wondered. You know, what, storage. Where, where do you store? Yeah. Them? Well, if you look at the if you're looking at the front of the star, you've got your main building, mm-hmm. and then if there's kind of off to the side, there's like a little. It's newer. I think built 2005 ish. Around then, yeah. That's our prop room. So we keep okay. a, a ton of sets and stuff in there. Um, and then the building beside that is the annex, the Norfolk North Gallery, which was purchased a little bit later. Um, we store some stuff over there as well. But if there's a production that's returning, like Nutcracker, we bring back every few years. My parents are very generous. So the entire Nutcracker set is in my parents' basement. Really? Uh, just because we bring it back yeah. and it's, we don't want to have to rebuild all that, put mm-hmm. that money back into it, yeah. uh, which is very nice. Um, a lot of things, too, we like discussed, like, could we use this in a future production? Probably so. Let's not tear it down. Um, but costumes, the, of course, you say. Awesome. Yeah. Upstairs. How many costumes you got? <laughs> a million. And <laughs> we're looking at purchasing a new building to store those because there's so many. And we're we're so thankful. Like UK drama department do- donated a ton of costumes yeah, just last recently. Year. So it's really, really cool that it's people neat. N- you know know who we are and, and are donating and helping us out. Help. Now, now, guys, who builds the sets? Who? I mean, who, who's, who's, if you need to paint it, of course, we know what bikini bottom looks like on the, uh, on the cartoon. I, I'm sure you'll have those same colors or try who, who paints that who, or if something needs nailed, who does that? We do we it do. ourselves. <laughs> so yeah. it's all hands on. You're not only the director and you're yep. starring these things, uh, you're a part-time carpenter yep. and painter. Yep. yep. You just Google it or learn how to do it, which anime again, back in the day built tons of these flats they're different sizes they're 12 feet tall but they're all different sizes and you can piece those together if you're making a house yeah. we've got a door flat here and we add some other flats tape them up paint them move them around so they're always they're always there those are like a, a staple for yeah. building a set those are stock pieces yeah. that we keep and then we have like stairs that we use or windows that we use but everything else it just depends on what the production is I remember uh I remember Jeff's one, probably your one and only play. <laughs> Two years uh, in a row. Right? <laughs> a Christmas Carol. The Ghost, Ghost of... Ghost of Christmas Future. Right here. Oh, okay. Yeah, back it, in the day. It was, I think we still have the robe, honestly. We do. <laughs> we have... Oh, I've got some pictures. I, I'd rather not disseminate. <laughs> Ignorance and lot, want. It was a lot I remember of fun. your line. Yeah. The, the thing I was most amazed about, I mean, that was my one time in, in, that, uh, in that play... The thing I was most amazed about is practice started like in August. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I had a very limited role, of course, so I wasn't required to be there. But most of the people were there, seemed like every two weeks or yeah. something. You know, we were getting notices and, and uh, just the hard work and the dedication. It is. It, it, it was fascinating to me. And so... You know, people talk about the Star Theater. I said, you don't understand, no. and I don't understand, but I've got a little experience of the work involved mm-hmm. because I saw it. Yeah, they just see the final product. Yeah, they just and see the And there's so much behind the scenes that people don't realize. And, we're again, we're just learning it all ourselves and making and, it what and, it is. And I can't – I want to think it was Mary Mason, but I'm not sure, Mary McGowan. 
who was directing. I, I don't know, but she had something to do with it. And I remember one night her screaming at me. He said, just talk normal. Don't use your radio voice. <laughs> <laughs> yep. She was another driving force. Uh, yes. That, oh, man. Miss McGowan. Love very, her. Very thankful for her. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, loved, they loved the star. They did. So we, we missed them. I, boy, so we Zach, Zach and Tyler, if someone wanted to help financially, what, what can they do? Or be in a play. Or be in a play. Either well, one. we can talk financially first, then we'll talk about auditions. We're actually looking for sponsors <laughs> yes, right now for the season. Sponsors. So they'll be they sponsor now, and they'll be part of the um, the whole season, all of 2023. Yeah. Uh, there's a few different tiers. We won't go into all details on on the radio, but if people have questions, they can reach out to Tyler. They can reach out to the Star Theater Facebook. Uh, is a great way to get a hold of us, um, and we can just you know give you details on how to sponsor and go from there. Um, but if you want to get involved with, even we have people just say, Hey, I love to paint. I can paint whatever for you. You can just reach out again. Facebook is the best way right now, uh, to get a hold yeah, of us. And there's, is there stuff on our website as well? There is. Yes. There's email addresses. You can do that, but we're actually the, the best way I think to get involved is to show up to an audition. Yeah. Um, whether you're interested in acting or working backstage and we actually have an opportunity Tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. So the June production of Our Town um, auditions are Saturday at 10 a.m. at the Norfleet Gallery, which is the building right next to the start. And uh, we encourage everyone to come out and auditions. It, it's a it's a classic. It is a classic. I'm gonna say that's that one's been around for a long. It time. It has. And when I saw that that Sarah had pitched that and it got approved, I was uh -huh. excited. That we're bringing something like that to the star. What age Just, groups are you looking for, Tyler? She's looking for adults and even children because there's like townspeople in the background. Mm -hmm. So there's bigger parts and smaller parts. And uh, she has asked everyone to come that to you know have a monologue ready. But if you, if don't, you don't, it'll be okay. Just show up. Just show okay. up. We'll be happy that you're there and yeah. we'll figure something out and That's get you in tomorrow there tomorrow morning. Tomorrow at 10? ten. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So Tell if anyone's me. listening or they have. Uh, kids or grandkids that they may want to get uh, involved at the first entry level, this is an opportunity to do that. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, so we got Our Town coming in, in June. June. Tell us about the rest of uh, this season. All right, Matilda is coming in August, yes. which we already had our season planned, and then they released the new musical on, on Netflix, Netflix, which was crazy. So if you've seen that, it's going to be pretty similar. similar. Uh, Zach Smith and Hannah England are co-directing that one. Again, it's a big one. That's going to be a lot of kids. Yes. So, again, if you're interested in just getting started, come out to that audition. Which that's not been We don't know when that yet is. Because just yet. it's later. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be a big one. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of kids. That's again, a, a story that people know, especially now that it's on Netflix. And then coming in October is... The Haunting of Hill House, which yeah. is based off... The book, and it's yes. scary, so I don't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure you know it's based off the book, not yeah, off the no, new show, because yes. some people get confused with and that. And that was a movie, of course, too. Yes. yes. Uh, and then we're bringing Nutcracker back in December. So. Wow. So it's, it's like every two months. It is. Got, oh, my god, Cranking stuff out. Yes. Yeah. We try to do six yeah. main productions a year, so it yeah. keeps us busy. <laughs> it really does. Which this That's, is the first season, a full season back after COVID. Yeah. Uh, you know, like last year we were just like taking a month at a time because we didn't, we didn't know. know. Yeah. And we've had sicknesses and cast and people having to fill in last minute. It was just a nightmare. What, really what are you was. doing? Somebody get, do you have understudies or somebody? You, we would people? love to have understudies, but you know, right now it's hard enough to get people to be in shows. So yeah. we really want new people to come out, you know, 
um, to audition because we need people. Um, ideally, we would have understudies. It's just good to see different faces on the stage. Yeah. You don't want to see the same person on the stage all the time. You, we love seeing new people. What's really cool about small community theater is seeing people that you know. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's my doctor up there just <laughs> doing this on the side yeah. or whatever. That's what's so fun, seeing them out of their element. And David Smith used to be involved. Yeah, in, yeah. he did. Does he yeah. do any – is he in the theater? Well, I think he did the last Christmas Carol that we did. Yeah. Is that right before – that was 2019. I think that was 20. Yeah, before COVID. So right before mm-hmm. COVID, he did. Yeah, he's a, that's his iconic role is, yeah. is Scrooge. So yeah, he's got that one locked in real down. life. Too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding, David. <laughs> okay, so Enchanted uh, Bookshop opens a week from tonight, and then at the end of April, we're going to have SpongeBob. Yep. Tomorrow. Come out if you want to be in Our Town, yes. which yes. is going to be a June production. Yep. 10 o'clock at the Norfleet Gallery. Yes. Yep. Uh, have your – now, you said they can have their monologue. What yep. what, what kind of monologue? Anything? Anything. Anything. Just, we, we want just to see memorize something yeah. and, and present what it to What they're you. comfortable with. And so you can come out there and say, what we have here is yeah. a fit. You can do something like that. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. You can do a, you can, you can do a cool <laughs> hand loop thing. Yeah. That's about the only thing I remember, you know. Uh, but you can do that. Yeah. And need all age groups. We do. You can go and recite the Gettysburg Address. Don't you? <laughs> I don't yeah. need it there yet. <laughs> but, uh, guys, uh, Tyler, tell us, how did you get interested in theater? Oh, wow. Okay. So, <laughs> I was actually in high school, and Miss Mary McGowan was the drama teacher at the high school. And, you know, I was a very shy kid, and I would hide behind my five-foot mother and me being six-foot. So, you know, I, I'm just, just awkward, you know. I would never do theater. And I, my junior year, I had to take um, an arts class, and we had dance, music, drama. And um, so I had nine weeks of drama, and I got really interested. And so my senior year, I was like, I'm going to take that drama class. And I did, and I took it all year long. And now I'm the drama teacher at the high school. It literally changed my life forever. But that summer um, was my first show at the Star, and it was High School Musical. And it was all thanks to Miss McGowan. She was sort of that bridge from students at school to the Star. And I am honored to now be that bridge to kind of help those students get interested at the Star. Um, But ever since, I've been there for 15 years now and uh, going strong and I'm crazy. And what did you tell me the other night about that uh, first production at the Star for you? What did I tell you? Because I can't remember. <laughs> he said someone told him that he couldn't do it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Someone told me, you can't do that. And I was like, yes, I can. And so I did it. And so, That's great. Okay, That's a lot, great. A lot of self-confidence yeah. yes. to do that. Um, it does. And Tyler but, also said something the other night that stuck with me. He said, you get to go on the stage and you can be anyone but yourself. Mm-hmm. And that is what's so cool about theater because you can... I like. I've been researching Plankton, obviously, and this just this evil character, which is not me at all. But I get to go out and I get to portray that, and it's that's what's so fun about it, and just not being yourself. Yeah, that's the only way I can do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I had to be Tyler up there, nope, bye. <laughs> Zach and you basically were born into this. I was, thing. yeah. So um, you had no choice. <laughs> I, I had no choice, and I tell the story all the time. 1994, when when we opened, July of 94, they did a variety show, and anime prepped me. I, I had this tiny. How old were you? I was three years old. Tiny baby grand piano was no bigger than that. And she showed me how to play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. And I mean, I practiced for weeks. And we got there, 
and I wouldn't go on the stage. I just sat on the piano bench <laughs> on the side. Of the, she was so mad, and I regret it now, but at that time, I didn't realize it would be such. You pulled an Eric Grout. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you did. I you did. Said, I'm not going out. I'm not doing it. So I just sat there. Oh, she was angry. And then uh, my first play that I was in was uh, Dog's Breath Devereaux. It was about a, a good doctor and a bad doctor. And I had one line, I think it was like, I feel like a piggy bank. I'd swallowed a penny or something. And then it just like lit this fire in me and I've been on the stage ever since. That's awesome. Yeah. How many, how many plays, Tyler, have you, have you worked with, either been in or worked with? Can you? Let's do six times 15. (laughs) Like I've, I've been, I'm like, somehow I'm involved in every show there. Like I right now do the ticketing. Uh, I'm just always there. If you, I'm at school and I'm at the star, it's right. my life. It's my second Any job. Any graphics that you see on Facebook or hanging in front of the star, Tyler has done that. I mean, he devotes so good. much time, and he and he's good at it. Tyler, do you have a favorite? Could you pick out any one of those and say that was my favorite up, up until this point? Okay, uh, yeah. Back in 2010, we did a play called The Foreigner. I knew it. <laughs> uh, that has been my absolute favorite show because I got to play this character. Um, I don't know how to put this, but he sort of was slower, and um, and people just really didn't understand him and would take advantage of him, and he kind of saved the day in the end. And so like Forrest just, Gump or something? Actually, yeah. I had to base my speech off of Forrest Gump, kind of. Right. I had never watched Forrest Gump up to that point. I know, I'm terrible. <laughs> so I went and watched it and kind of took inspiration from from that, but the storyline itself is amazing. It's called Larry Shoes the Foreigner, and you're just gonna have to look it up yeah. out there. Um, but it's a great story. It's been my favorite ever since. Zach, what about you? <laughs> That's so hard. Um, I think Footloose would have to be my favorite because it's just so it hits so close to home for me with the dancing and yeah. uh, the small town vibes. I, I would say that up until probably last year, but Clue is a very close second. We that, loved Clue. We had a great experience. It was Clue. it was fantastic. Just you prefer musicals? I do. You like musicals? I do. That, I but... love just that singing and dancing and bringing that energy to the stage. And are you going to be in our town then? <laughs> Funny story. <laughs> I was really trying to give other people opportunities, but Sarah, who is directing, she was begging me last night. I'm actually going to be out of town tomorrow, so if not enough people show, I'll probably do it. But. Um, We'll That's see. sort of what we do. If we don't have enough people, we kind of step in for each other yeah. and fill roles because we're we're a family. We are a family, <laughs> right? That's and, and there's a strong bond between you all. Uh, I mean, everyone that's yeah. involved and. Mm-hmm dedicated so much of your time and your life to this yeah there's a close bond there is there is and i think that's what makes it so much better on the stage you Mm -hmm. have a good relationship off the stage and you can act well together on the stage because you never know what what you're going to have to do or what's great about community theater you also don't know what people are going to going to do that last show there might be i don't know how to word that jokes played you're just not prepared for it and uh we like to have fun we do (laughs) it's a blast and it's great for the audience, too. Yes. They do. They enjoy it, yeah. Well, that's well, great. One funny, real quick story. Whenever I was in, I was in uh, Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. and I had my character. And the very first time I start to go out, Dr. Miles was standing back there, and he says, go break a leg. And I go, what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what he meant. <laughs> so I always laugh about that. You know, that's how... Uh, how amateur I was, but <laughs> guys, um, you got thirty seconds. Anything you want to get in that we haven't covered, real quick. Get Tyler your tickets. Sings. Get your yes. tickets. Yes. Historicstartheater.com. 
Yes. Anybody want to sponsor? If you've got businesses out there, anybody want to sponsor? Yes. Uh, you always use sponsors. Always. Yes. Please reach always. out to us, please. Yeah. Just going back to the next production. Yep. Yes. Always does. Got Tyler a full Flatt, season. Zach Grider, thank you all so much. Thank you for and having thank us. you for all you do at the Star Theater for this community. It's a treasure. People need to take advantage of it. Hey, that's right. And it uh, starts a week from tomorrow night. Got a great season coming up, man. Yeah. Yes, something. Right. Yeah, everybody complains. There's nothing to do here in Russell County. That's well, a lot. you guys are giving them something. <laughs> we to do. sure and, are. That's yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Thank you, guys. That's going to do it for all things Russell today. Tony and I appreciate you listening. Be back with us next Friday right here on Laker Country 1049 WJRS. Have a great weekend, everyone.